Hey everyone, okay. welcome. Whoop. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to start right now. Hi, I'm Janessa McKenzie, a brand new and I help entrepreneurs gain the mindset, messaging, and visibility to unapologetically show up and build their brands. So how do you build your brand from the inside out? This is the Elevate Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm here today with Elsa Johnson, who is a mindset coach, and her company name is More Than Just Fine, which I love, love, love. And she helps to empower highly driven female entrepreneurs to believe in themselves enough to increase their impact, have financial freedom, and live the life they want. Elsa, how are you today? I am fantastic. I'm glad to be here with you. Yes, I'm excited. Elsa and I had done uh, a live on Facebook a few months ago, and that it was great. So we couldn't help but collaborate again (laughs) to do this. So I'm excited. Elsa, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? So I'm born and raised in Denmark and now live in the U.S. I have for the last 30 years, believe it or not. It seems like yesterday I moved here. And... (laughs) I come from a financial background. I had a corporate career, um, also in the U.S., before I started my own interior design business, oh, a zillion years ago, and did that for many years. In my last relocation, um, I found myself sort of saying, do I really want to keep doing this? Is this what I'm meant to do? And I started questioning a lot of things about myself, about my life, how I'd run, run my business, and... It, it ended up being that, no, this wasn't what I was meant to do. I loved what I was doing, but it wasn't my purpose. And I started realizing all the things that I could have done differently in my own business. And that's where more than just fine started because I started talking to other, especially women business owners. And I said, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, <laughs> there was never this, oh, this is amazing. I love what I'm doing. There was always this sort of hum, hum kind of thing of, things could be much better, but they didn't know where to turn. And then that's when I started realizing if anything had to change, it was what's going on in between my two ears. My thinking had to change. And that's why I really started digging into it. I studied neurolinguistic programming, cognitive behavioral therapy, and helped myself along the way and saw Mm. what I had stepped wrong. And this is really what my passion is now, to really help women to live, as I said, really live the life that they love and not excuse themselves for loving the life that they live and loving themselves and being able to create that financial freedom. Um, And it's not, not about that they can be, you know, they don't need anybody, but just that knowing that I'm good, you know, everything is just amazing. Yeah. And I'm worth it. Yes, exactly. I am worth it. All the way to the bank, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the way to the bank. That's amazing. So that's very cool. So you started out as an interior decorator. And then, so it was kind of like you felt like you and all the people that you were talking to were just kind of like living in mediocrity. Exactly. And I, I think it was because I'm not saying this is exclusively to the creative field. Mm. But a lot of people in the creative field, they sort of fall into becoming an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. because 
they're good at what they do. They, they have a talent for it. They love what they're doing. And then the neighbor noticed or the best friend noticed, can you do this for me? You know, yeah. Oh, can you take my pic? You know, you're a photographer too, right? And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you, can you take the picture of little Joe or can you do this or can you do that? And yeah, yeah of course I can do that. And, and then all of a sudden before you wake up one day and says, I have a business. Yeah. What am I doing? Or and, I can have a business. Like, yes probably weren't even getting paid to do the things for your neighbor and your friends and your family. Yes. And yeah. then you need to start shifting into that and saying, okay, if this is a business and it's not just a hobby or an interest of mine, how do I make it profitable? How do I, how do I stand in my own genius? How mm. do I shine my own light without feeling I'm constantly dimming everybody else's light? Mm. And, and really knowing that, just because you are really good at something doesn't mean that somebody else isn't, you know, just recognizing your own talent, your own worth, your own, as I said, your own power, your own voice is, is yeah. not, is not a bad thing. It's a no. good thing because you empower other people in the same manner. And, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was just going to say that, like, you know, you can, you, your light is never bright enough to dim anyone else's. It, it just, you know, gives them the confidence to shine theirs brighter too. Exactly. And yeah. I think, unfortunately, myself included at the time thought that everybody else's light was so much brighter than my own too. Mm. You know, I looked at all these people saying, Oh my God, you know, the, being in interior design, there's so many amazing names out there, you know, they, they're constantly floating around with these big names and you think, oh, I can never be that instead of saying, oh, these people are amazing. Yeah, I don't want to be them. I want to be myself and I will mm. be good at what I do. Right. So don't diminish yourself just because other people do it differently than you. It yeah. doesn't mean necessarily mean better. It just means differently. And that's really when you find that business becomes easier and I'm air quoting easier. Like it has ease and flow when you're doing it like you, mm -hmm. not like, you know, whoever else is, you know, five, 10, 20 steps ahead of you that you're like, Oh, I want to have what they have. Well, exactly. To wanting to have what they have is, is great. Like that's fine, but you can't be them and they can't be you. And when you, you know, try to copy, and I'm not saying that people try to copy people like, you know, uh, on purpose, mm -mm. but you know, the more people that you follow and the more people that you listen to, the more people that you read, you know, their content or whatever. And, and the person that you, or the, the, you know, main people that you really, really love, like you kind of start sounding like them because you, that's the words and the tone and the things that you're listening to, which is mm -hmm. fine. Um, but just remember, this is what I tell my clients all the time, like go learn. Yes, go learn. But remember who you are, like, because even in that process of, you know, learning, you can lose yourself. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the things that really sh stood out to me one time, it, it's one of the mentors that I have, 
I've learned from, you know, I don't know him personally, but I've, I've learned a lot of things from him. And when he and one lesson were talking about, you know, what, what every coach is talking about today, especially in my field, right, in the mindset field, mm-hmm. is Socrates was talking about, the, you know, the, the, the old philosophers in the Greek world, they were talking about this. It's not like that has changed anything, you know, the, the way that, you know, that we can shift our minds, the way we can take the power back of our thoughts, the way that we can look at things from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So whether you are Tony Robbins or mm-hmm. you are me, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter because there's always somebody out there that when you say that, that thing, just the way you say it, it clicks. They might yeah. have read the same thing a hundred times over, but it's because you put it in your way. And that's why it becomes so important. Learn everything you can and then start blending it up to make it your own cocktail. Yeah, absolutely. And I've said that before as well, that, you know, I could say something to you a hundred times, but if it's not clicking with you, you can hear somebody else say it just a slightly different way or with a different inflection in their voice even. And you're like, oh, oh my gosh, I get it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's like a phenomenon almost. That's what it reminds me of. It's like just. I have know. tried that with a client sometimes. Like if we're really stuck on something and I mm-hmm. know in my head, you know, that I can see what they can't see for themselves mm-hmm. um, is just asking the same questions three different ways mm-hmm. or even like you said, just change where exactly you're saying it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and that it's just so powerful. It's so powerful when you see that happen. It, it is. It's powerful. And it's also like mind blowing at the same mm-hmm. time. You're like, Whoa, I just said that. I just said it in three different ways. It's funny because I think I talk to my kids that way too. Like, mm-hmm. If they, if I ask them, if I ask them a question and you know, they'll look at me and I'm like, okay, so I, I changed the question. It's really the same question, just different words. Mm-hmm. And you know, you do that until they're like, oh yeah, no, I, I get it now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's when my daughter says, mom, stop the Oprah questions. <laughs> stop the Oprah questions. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, it's, I, I guess it's just, that's when you know what you, you're doing what you're meant to do, right? It just sort of happens. Yeah. When it just flows out of you and you don't even <laughs> yeah. realize it. Yeah, I know. And I, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. And I try not to sometimes cause I'm like, Oh, I just went into coach mode with like my fiance or something. <laughs> <laughs> now I just need to listen to myself sometimes. That would be really good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yes. Too funny. Too funny. So yeah. Um, you know, we, as entrepreneurs and we all, this happens to every single one of us, right? We all have fears at different levels and no matter how much we, you know, I think self-development and our mindset and all of those things, we can work on that and work on it and work on it and know, but even, when we, every time, at least for me, and, you know, tell me if this is true for you too. I would love to know that 
every time you hit a new level, like you level up and some of those fears pop back in all the time. I mean, now you have more tools to, you know, to shift it yourself easily as in before you kind of got stuck there. So now you're, you have more tools, but do you find that that's true for you that every new level has like the same fears pop up just in a different capacity? Oh, absolutely. There's no question about it because it's like, you know, we're work in progress. Yeah. We're, and that old saying, you don't know what you don't know. It is, is just so true because you might think that you have worked out for yourself that limiting belief of perfectionism, right? Everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, you get over that and you think, oh, I'm good. Now I can go out and create this new amazing program for my clients. And now I know. And then somebody throws a wrench in it saying, well, you know, this person is doing this or that person is doing that. Why are you not doing this? And then it's like, oh, I got to do this. It won't be perfect without that. And it, then all of a sudden you get yourself caught in that and saying, oh, my, you know, yeah, who am I really to say this? You know, that mm. and then you just stumble over it and you get stuck. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's like yeah even the coach has a coach because we get there we get there ourselves you know we really we can really get ourselves so you know twisted up in our minds that that we get in our own way and and I think that's it's it's almost natural because it's you are when when you're a child right you learn to walk and that's really, really hard. You don't, you, you stand up and you think I can never do this or, you know, the baby does, right? And then you start learning to walk, but then you know, oh, now I can actually get from here to there much easier. What's the next level of ease that I can get from point A to point B, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a constant journey of learning and growth. Mm-hmm. And we fall, but we don't necessarily fall in the exact same manner, but there's things, the reasons why we fall is still that fear inside our head. Yes. Yep, absolutely. And so, so tell us what, you know, I mean, I think most of us understand why, like why we need to face our fears and the importance of facing our fears. But let's talk about, you know, when you do face those fears and you step into that, the fear saying, okay, well, yeah, this does scare the crap out of me, but we're gonna, you know, push and we're going to take a step what does that do for your brain and your mindset? Well, I think a lot of times when, when we start, start talking about overcoming our fears, I sometimes say may make friends with your fears because mm. they're never going to get away. They're never going to completely disappear. They will always be part of who you are. You know, so if you at least can make friends with them, they become less scary. Mm-hmm. And understand them, understand how to act around them. As, as an example, I can tell you a little story. I, I you know, I'm a, I'm a bit older than you, and I have biked my whole life. I, you know, growing up in Denmark, you're almost born on a bike. But one thing that I had always feared was to ride with my hands off the handlebars. Mm-hmm. And, and people say, oh, that's no big deal, you know. <laughs> the handlebars, but I, I was in my, I was like petrified in my head that I was going to fall off my bike. 
you know, and I mountain bike and I fall off my bike and, you know, so, so it's, it seemed like a very irrational fear, right? Mm. Till about probably a month ago, I said, God dang it. I got to be able to do this. Right. So I was on a nice road. I lifted off my hands off the handle and yeah, I was a little wobbly at first, but the amazing freedom i can't tell you how i was like i was giggling thinking yeah. that i you know i rode like a you know 200 yards with my hands off the handlebar with my hands straight up in the air people probably thought i was absolutely crazy <laughs> but, that's amazing but in that moment of riding there i was like holy crap what has this helped me back in in the past where is this influencing me in the other areas of my life Mm. And I started seeing my fear of pulling off my hands off the handlebars. I could hear myself tell my kids when they were learning to ride, oh, be careful, honey, be careful, honey, be careful, honey. Mm. I could hear myself yell and scream at my husband on the path when he did the same thing. Mm. My fears being projected onto him. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important that we work on them and work on them constantly is because it's not just ourselves. It influences it's right. everything. Yeah, because we live from those beliefs. We do. And yeah. that belief I probably got because my mom was screaming at him, don't fall, honey. Put your hands on the handlebars. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is when you work with somebody around the limiting beliefs or their fears or what it is that – I can spend a long time with you digging where it came from, not not to go back there and put salt on it, mm. but to you to understand, get the perspective of how did it start. So next time you encounter it, you can you can start finding the truth and the proof in, yes, this is dangerous. No, this is not dangerous. Is this good enough? Am I good enough? You know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So really start expanding your view on where did it all start? Yeah. Yeah, and that's not easy sometimes because we learn them so young, usually, mm-hmm. that, you know, it it's like that computer that runs in the background and it's just, you know, you don't even realize it until somebody points it out sometimes. And, you know, and then you're like, oh, 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 <laughs> okay, yeah. what do I do with this now? Um And it's funny because I heard somebody say once, once you understand what a limiting belief is, you'll find them everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll be able to point them out and you just, you'll never be able to get away from them. (laughs) No. Not your own, but in other people too. Mm -hmm. And yourself too, but even in other people, like somebody will say something to me now and in my head, I'm like, okay, that's a limiting belief. Like, (laughs) I know that's not true and I know they know that's not true, but they totally believe that it is, you know? Or they are even, so, so they have a a limiting belief over the limiting beliefs that I stop believing in that. Holy crap. What's going to happen? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's a a lot of times, you know, especially in business, we're talking about business, about success. A lot of people say, Oh, I'm afraid of failing. Mm. Just yeah. as many times, people are even more afraid of, what if I succeed? Yeah. 
what's yes. going to happen then? Then who is every, how is everybody going to look at me? Are they going to look at me differently? I, am I going to have to be a different person? You mm -hmm. automatically become a different person, but it, it, that doesn't mean that it's bad. But a lot of people are actually very afraid of getting there too. Yeah. It, yes. Uh, I had that fear. Mm -hmm. that, that was one of mine. And I didn't even realize that it was mm -mm. until, you know, I was like, why, you know, why is X not working? Like I was trying to figure out why mm -hmm. something wasn't happening the way that I thought that it should. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I dug in a little with myself and then I, you know, listened to some people that like in on a podcast, like mentors that I've been listening to for a while. And I dug through their content, like, okay, there's got to be something that they have said in somewhere in their content <laughs> that's going to help me out here. Right. Yes. So, you know, listening to it and I'm like, Oh damn, like, I was like hiding and playing small mm -hmm. because I was afraid of what that next level would look like. And not that I was afraid to fail. It, I was afraid of like, what does that mean for me at the next level? And that, that is such a powerful insight. You know, yeah. we, we get to that because it, it that part of it especially starts with a lot of people at a very young age and we don't realize it. And it's simple language that is used around us when we're little, you know, it yeah. can be a sentence just constantly repeated. I don't know if you've heard this. Oh, those rich people, they're so selfish mm. or, um, oh, those people over there, you know, or yeah. everybody says, Oh, you, they, they live on the other side of the tracks. I know that's pretty derogatory saying that right now, but, but yes, when you grow right. up with language like that, you know, language is so powerful because that creates your thought pattern and your behaviors. Yeah. And even, you know, with the playing small and hiding, it's, mm -hmm. you know, good girls don't do that. Or yeah. Or did you hear something like, um, you know, be seen and not heard. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, quiet down, I'm doing something or not right now. I don't have time or, you know, so you feel like your voice doesn't matter, even though that's not totally not what the person was saying. <laughs> no, not at all. That's, that's how it what, feels. Yeah, yeah. That's how it feels. Or it feels like you, you are not, you're not really inclusive in that group of people who can do those kind of things. Yeah. So you make yourself smaller to fit in. Yeah. Yeah. You're not part of the secret society. Yeah. <laughs> the secret society of like the busy mom, you know, like yeah. sometimes that's just what it is. You know, she's busy cooking dinner and the, you know, kids come up and they're like, Oh, can we do it? And she's like, not right now. I don't have time. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean she doesn't love them. Doesn't mean, you know, they should stay small. It just means that she just is in the middle of doing something and doesn't have time that second. But as a kid, you're looking at your mom. I mean, she's like the yeah. person, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And, and that's why it's difficult. Like you said before, yeah. it, it, it is because then our whole relationship with our parents, with the people who brought us up, whether that was our parents or not, you know, that whole relationship 
relationship starts getting into questions if you are not in the safety of a person who really is good at walking you through it. Mm, yeah. And, and not detaching the, you know, your emotional um, love um, and, and yeah. admiration for your parents, because that was there too, you know, and, or even for the people who have, have been the people that has guided you throughout your life, your teachers, your, your you know, your, your coaches, your whatever mm -hmm. it is. And because it's never about, to me, it's never about subtracting. It's always about adding to what you have to make it better. So it mm -hmm. becomes more than just fine, right? It, it becomes awesome. It becomes great. It becomes fantastic because we are, we are, we are collecting, you know, treasures and, and moving up the ladder because I think it's so important that we realize that we're not giving something up. We are gaining something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and moms and parents and teachers and like, the thing is, is that they don't mean to give you a negative connotation of anything when they're saying any of these things, you know, or, or make you feel like you, and at, in the moment, I think that a small piece of you like has that feeling, but then you, you know, as a kid, you just like, okay. And then you just go about your whatever you're going to do, you know, like you go play or whatever. <laughs> I think but, it's Brene Brown that says to, I, I, I'm trying to think exactly her wording and I'll, I'll, I'll butcher it anyway, but the gist of it is basically is everybody's doing the very best they can at every, any given moment. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And if we can subscribe to that thought, then we can also give ourselves some grace. And everybody else. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So I know that, you know, we all start our business for many different reasons, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of us, you know, we start our business for absolutely personal reasons, right? Normally it is, yes, I want to make more money. I want time freedom. I want to make my own schedule. I don't want to, you know, sit in a cubicle anymore. Um, I don't want to, you know, build somebody else's dream. I want to build my own, like all of these things. And they're personal things, right? Mm -hmm. And you know that you can make money with the talent, the genius that you have. And then you go out into the entrepreneurial world and you're like, you know, might as well just get hit with a baseball bat in the face. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And you're like, what the freak just happened here? What yes. happened? Um, and then, you know, you start listening to people, mentors, people that are, you know, steps ahead of you learning and all of them start saying, Oh, but your business isn't about you. Mm -hmm. And, and then you're like, well, okay, wait a minute. If my business isn't about me, then, you know, and if it's about help, you know, if you're a service based provider, online expert, like my, most of my audiences and like you and I are mm -hmm. that, you know, our business, our services are to help other people. Right. Yeah. That's what we do. So but our business is actually to 
for us to do the things that we want to do. Really? Yes. Right? Um, and people get those very, they get a very cross signal with mm-hmm. those two things. Um, you know, your business isn't about you. Well, yes, your business is about you. Your service is about your client yeah. or your customer. Um, but that mixed signal, you know, kind of stops people from being okay with making money and actually having that financial freedom because they've been told over and over and over again that your business isn't about you. So if it's not about me, then why am I making, like, this is the, what I have seen happen. Mm -hmm. if, If my business isn't about me, then why, how am I, why am I making money? Like, and how can I go charge people for this if it's really not about me? Like, that's greedy. That's what I have seen um, with clients and, you know, my audience with mindset, money mindset things. And, you know, kind of, I got stuck in that too. I'm like, well, what do you mean it's not about me? Like, if I'm making money, like, then what does that mean about me if I'm making money? And, and I hear that a lot, you know, there's, there's so much around that. And as I mentioned before, me coming from the creative, which is a little more tangible kind of business world than, you know, online services, Mm -hmm. um, especially the interior design business or, you know, you know, the decorative. And I think it's when you start in business, you have to remember you are sort of like a, a personality split three ways. Mm. You are the business owner that have to run a financially viable entity. Right? So, so that's, that's point number one. That, that's, the, that's the guy or the girl, the gal, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to make sure that the bills are paid and you have food on the table. Mm. Right? Because your time, your time is worth money. Right. If you were going to go work for the man you would get paid for your time, you know, for your time and your talent. So we need the business. So we need the business person sitting there and, you know, at the table. Mm -hmm. Then you also need the taskmaster, the one that gets everything done on time, the one that gets the programs created, the one that gets everything else in order. So they actually is something to sell, whether it's a service or a product, right? Mm -hmm. And those two don't have any of your amazing geniuses, talents and purpose and mission and all that stuff that, you know, that just sort of the brains behind the operation. Mm-hmm. And it, that's why they all get confused because the brains behind the business, that's all about you. That's all about who you are. You know, bring it on. You know, come shine, do your genius coaching, do your genius business, um, you know, models, do what, whatever it is. That is you. That's all about you. Mm. But the business part is figuring out a way that values the value of your genius in accordance to the perceived value there is from the clients and what the client is coming for you to you for. Mm. Does that make sense to yes. you? Yes. And so that's why we sometimes get confused in there saying the business can be all about you, but
but it can also be about the client. Because if you come from a passionate place to create these programs and the taskmaster takes over and do all those things, mm-hmm. that has your time and your talent involved. Mm-hmm. And time and talent is worth something. Yeah. But it's only worth something to the right person. Mm-hmm. So once you start marrying those things that what you feel is the right compensation for your time and your talent, and that's when the business person comes into respect and saying, okay, I've, I spent this many hours on learning what I'm learning. And I, you know, people out in the industry are charging about this. That seems about reasonable. So you can charge the same thing. Now it becomes a matter of finding the clients that aligns with your value system. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I think what I'm, you know, what we're driving here is, you know, all of those things, like we have all of those personalities in us that have to come out when we're a business owner, Mm -hmm. Um, but making the money part, you know, like we, we go into this wanting to make money so that we can be, you know, have certain freedoms in our lives. Sure. So you know, we go, and then we have these emotional things that happen to us when we become Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur because our business is personal, right? It's our business. Oh, absolutely. And everything we do in it is a personal, you know, it's a personal thing. It's like a, it's part of us. Like we're putting our blood, sweat, tears, talents, everything, ourselves into the things that we provide. So, you know, we have some, some shame and some guilt and some of these things when it comes to putting ourselves out there. And then, you know, like we talked about before, getting to that success or creating the financial freedom. Like we, we, we go, we don't, we're not doing this and don't anybody fool yourself. That's listening to this right now. You are do, you are an entrepreneur so that you can have the freaking life that you want. Yes. You're not an entrepreneur so that you can sit behind your desk for 60 hours a week. Like go get a job if that's what you're going to do because you show up and your time is your money at your job, right? Like you show up for 60 hours and Yes. They'll pay you for 60 hours. I mean, unless you're on salary and then you're screwed. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. you know, but, but I mean, then that's the other thing, right? Yeah. You, you're on salary and then, and then you're screwed out of that 20 hours. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we want financial freedom. Why are we so afraid to go get it? I think a lot of times, a long time ago, a person told me to be proud enough to charge enough. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are looking at this saying we again, where we started off about shining your own light brighter Mm -hmm. doesn't dim somebody else's light. Well, you think it does. You feel like you you feel it does. So when we are in that, Oh, I can, I can't possibly charge this much for my service if you really deep down in yourself know that that's worth it. And that's why, especially as coaches, Mm. if you, if this is like for me, 
I coach on my journey. I know where I was. I know the difference has done not just in my business, but in my entire life. Mm. I'm a better parent. I'm a better wife. I'm a better friend. Mm. And I know when I coach my client now, I don't coach something that I haven't gone through myself. Exactly. Yes. And so I can tell them and saying, what, what does it cost you to not shine your brighter light? Mm. Yeah. And people that is that really that expensive. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and then when I sing, it's like a, a lot of times clients are like, well, then I couldn't really pay you enough money for to, to do this. Right. So, mm. so then it does become a, about the client. The client is really seeing the value for them. Yeah. And then it doesn't become about you making a lot of money. You make money according to what you feel you are worth. Mm. You just need to upgrade that worthiness of yourself a little bit sometimes. Mm. Do you have tips on how to do that? Yes, I do have a couple of tips on that one. First of all, I, I want people to start writing a list of all the things they have been damn good at their whole lives mm. that they have not given themselves credit for. Mm. And you can start with learning to walk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, you learn to walk. You learn to tie your shoes. You learn to get dressed. You learn to brush your teeth. You learn to write your name. You learn, you know, uh, there is so many amazing things that you have learned through your whole life that mm -hmm. you take for granted today. Yeah. Like you learned how to speak. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never really thought about going back, like, you know, digging that far back. But yeah, you're totally right. You have, you know, just... You learn to make friends. Mm -hmm. You learn to dump a boyfriend. Yeah. That, wasn't, that wasn't good for you, right? Yeah, yeah. So once you start stacking up all that proof, how dang amazing you are. Mm. How can you not start loving yourself just a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah, that's totally true. Totally true. And, and then you can start looking and saying, whether you have two friends or you, you, you have 5,000 Facebook friends, which, you know, let's not get on that one. But <laughs> no matter the amount of what you call your close friends, start asking them, what do you appreciate about me? Mm. And don't feel silly doing that either, because no. if they're a true friend, then they will tell you. Yes. And accept it. Just say thank you. Mm. Don't mm -hmm. diminish it. Don't sweep it under the rug. Just accept it. Oh, that's so good, because I see that happen so much. And I used to do it myself, too. But, and, you know, once you learn how to accept the compliment, it's a game changer. And then you, again, you see that everywhere a lot, yeah. you know, as well when people are like, you know, or you'll even say something like, Oh, that was, 
you know, such a great blah, blah, blah. Oh, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. No, no. It no, was no, no. something. <laughs> Rewind. Like, yeah. I have literally said to my friends before, no, no, no. Rewind that. This was a really good blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, thanks. It was, it was you know, not a problem at all. No, rewind. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, no, just accept it and be like, thank you so much. It was so much fun to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, accept it and be excited that somebody, you know, is acknowledging something amazing about you. I, I tell people, how can you know what a really good compliment is if you don't hear them? Yes. Uh, you know, or feel it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you're not feeling a compliment, you know, I mean, you know, might that compliment, if somebody compliments you, this used to happen to me too, and I don't, I never really dug into why, I never dug into the belief behind this, because I, it's a different story now, Mm -hmm. but when somebody would compliment me, I would almost feel like embarrassed, Mm -hmm. like, oh, like, don't recognize me, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a recognition thing, like, oh, you're recognizing something nice about like that I did something good I mean you know everyone likes likes it when you they know you did something good and you you know they say that but for some reason compliments used to like actually like make me flush like hot like you know that Mm -hmm. hot feeling where you're like oh like almost shameful feeling yes yeah and sometimes it comes because we were always brought up to say please and thank you without really meaning it. You know, you got that ugly sweater from your grandma and you didn't like it. Oh, but you yes. were you were supposed to wear it and be happy, right? Yes. That happened to me actually. <laughs> <laughs> I it was nightgowns for me, so um <laughs> but you, you know, you, you a lot of us have grown up where compliments and thank yous are more platitudes. It's not truly meant. Mm. it's it's not truly something it's not a to me today when i get a compliment it's a gift i treasure that gift Mm. because i've also learned not to judge the giver yeah and that's 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 the last part of it that i want to sort of give people saying don't judge the person like just because you know for somebody to give you a small bouquet of hand-picked flowers from the side of the road can mean so much more than somebody who went and spent $300 on a bouquet for your birthday. Yeah. And it's, it is like when somebody gives a compliment or, or just highlights something that you have done, you put time and effort into, take that appreciation and cherish it. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, it just popped into my head, too, while you were talking is that, um, you know, we can think about, you know, or we can spend a lot of time. Like, So say, you know, you're an employee, you spend 10 years in your job and you do a great job your whole time. Like you, you know, do everything that you're supposed to do. Your boss, you know, tells you you've done good things, blah, 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 whatever. And then something happens at the end of that 10 years. Like, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, you know, you were just like burnt out or something Mm -hmm. and your, you know, work maybe kind of went downhill a little bit or whatever. And things just aren't as good as they were before. 
it's almost like that 10 years before that makes no difference Mm -hmm. anymore. And it's only, you know, like your entire career at that place is now only measured by like the last three months of you working there. You know, humans have an amazing ability to only have short-term memories. (laughs) You know? That is true. But why do we focus on the negative and forget all the positive? Because we've lived in a culture of improving on your weaknesses Mm. rather than amplify your strengths. Huh. You know, how many how many personality tests have you ever taken and said, oh, you know, you're not good at this. You should work harder on that. The thing about it as an entrepreneur, the things you're not good at, hire them out. Yes. Heck Do yes. more of the stuff that you're really good at. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things that are that's hard for entrepreneurs is that, you know, all of it, those things that you either aren't good at it's one hard to admit that you're not good at it because you could learn it and you could you know become a master at it but it's really has something to do with what you actually do for a a, your business and it's not going to make you any more money than it's just going to waste time and you could have just hired somebody to do it and gone on and done what you do best. Yes. Um, you go into business for what you're good at. You don't go into business for what you're bad at. Right. And or not the, bad, you know, or at least have a have a bigger challenge. I get it. You know, yeah. at the beginning of your business, you know, you you empty the garbage, you write the memos, you do all this, you do what you can, but constantly focus on what you're good at because that's what's going to move the business forward. Yes. And, and that's the same thing in your life. Don't don't go all the stuff that you you don't feel you are good at. If you want to get better at it, go seek out somebody who is a master and say, what's the trick? How can you teach me? Be humble enough to be open to learning because yes. there is no, you know, no matter what people say, there's no self-made millionaires. There is no safe self you know, no. I, I want to say that again. There's no self-made millionaires. Yeah. They all, all have had support. Team. Yeah. A support and or a team and a team and or a team. <laughs> yes. All of the above. But those self, you know, quote unquote self-made, you know, were smart enough to know when they needed help, mm-hmm. to know when they needed that support and you know, drove that vision that they had, like their vision was bigger than their fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I tell a lot of people, you know, my clients, people in my audience, people in, you know, that uh, Facebook groups or whatever. I, I see a lot of how do you, when you get stuck or when you're like, you know, this isn't working, blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you get past that? And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's what I say to them make sure your vision is bigger than your fear. Yeah. Because if the vision that you have, your why, your, you know, purpose is bigger than, you know, that hard month that you're having or that, 
damn it, this isn't working and I don't know what to do moment, or I'm just going to give up because this sucks, you know, whatever it is, like we've (laughs) all had those moments, right? Yeah. Uh, That you're like, what am I doing? You know, but if, if your purpose and your vision and your why is bigger than that moment, then you're going to keep going. Yes. And I will add a little bit to that. Yeah. And that was sort of one of my aha moments here um, Mm. about six months ago. Mm. I was, I was talking with somebody and we were like, and she was saying, Oh, you know, just go prove him wrong. It was a person we were talking about. And then in that moment I had this like, bing, no, I said, I want to go prove myself right. Yes. I'm not here to prove every, they can have, they can think of me whatever they want, but I want to prove that this thing that is so important to me, that Mm -hmm. I am worthy enough. I am good enough. I'm committed enough that I am going to see it through. Yes. Because it's important to me. It doesn't have to be. And I think that's the really, the the more, yeah, there's a lot of important things we talked about today, but (laughs) understand the only person in the world that it has to be important to that what you're doing is yourself. Yeah. You yeah. can't force other people to believe in you. So stand up, take responsibility for what you believe in. And that's another part of it. You know, having mm-hmm. that responsibility to, to yourself saying, I, dang it, I am worth this. I will prove it to myself that I am worth this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prove it to yourself that you're worth it. And that, you know, you're right. Like it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Like, you know, we think about, Oh, what will my husband think? Or what will my mother think? Or what? Like, yes, those are people that you love and people that you would love to support you and to understand you. But I'll tell you right now, like my fiance has no freaking idea. Like he has zero. Like, but does he support me? Yeah. Are there times where he's like, you know, he he gets aggravated at certain things? Sure. There are. But I know that what I am doing and the impact that I have and will have is bigger. Mm -hmm. And then his like, you know, five seconds of, uh, you know, aggravation or like, I don't understand or whatever it is. Yeah, Anybody's. It doesn't even matter. It's not his why. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And trust me, we have very different mindsets and that, mm-hmm. and you know, that's totally okay too. So, you know, you do want to definitely, you know, surround yourself with people who, who do have similar mindsets, similar goals are ahead of you have, like be the dumbest person in the room type of thing, you know? Um, but you also want to accept and, um, I just had the word on the tip of my tongue. Now I can't think of what it is, but you want to, you know, accept and, you know, be okay with people having other mindsets or, wise or you know those things like it just be inclusive i guess is really kind of what i'm saying that even if 
the people you love around you don't understand what you're doing or why you're doing it, you know, it's okay. If you want somebody else to believe in what you are doing, you have to believe that what they say is important to them is important to them. Yeah. Yes. You have to give what you what you want to receive in that in that particular situation because I am not here to question your motives. I am not here to question your path. Mm. I am just here to walk alongside you so yes. we both can get further ahead. Yeah. Powerful. That's very powerful. Very powerful. And, and that's the thing about not dimming my light. Because if both you and I shine our lights really brightly, can you imagine how far we can go? Oh, my goodness. And all of the people that we'd shine light on that would be like, oh, I can, I can do that. Like, if she can do that, I can do that. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And that's really what it is. Like, go shine your freaking lights, ladies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go shine them bright. Yes. Because you're going to pick up that, you know, all the women that are scared to shine theirs. And then they're going to be like, oh, I can. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there weren't people shining their light when I started, I would have been like, uh, I don't know if I can do this, you know? Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, oh, wait, look at all these people that are doing it. Exactly. You know, and even maybe subconsciously that I did say that to myself. Because I probably didn't feel it at the time, but (laughs) I subconsciously said that to myself, like, oh, well, it's possible because these people are doing it. But I also think you and I and people, women, especially in our situation, we have a a big responsibility to to show, you know, the ugly crying underneath the times, too, because Mm. they're there. Oh, yeah. It's like, I, I think we have a responsibility to show, yeah, there are hard days. There are those days where you, like you just mentioned, you got just better know that why. And it has to be, you know, so, you know, so big on, on your forehead stamp was stamp on your forehead that you never forget it because yeah. it's, it is just one of those days or th- that week or sometimes a month where it just mm-hmm. feels like you are going absolutely nowhere. You might be feeling you're going backwards mm-hmm. and it's, but just stay in it and knowing that other people have been there. And that's when you lean on your support and say, it's really, really hard. I don't need you to pity me. I just need you to be there and, and listen to me bitch and moan. Pardon. Mm. And so I can get on with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, all those people that you're, that you're seeing as successes or, you know, like this, your mentors or whoever, they started somewhere too. <laughs> yeah. And there, they had shitty days and shitty months and shitty years, you know, just like everybody else. Yeah. They still probably have a shitty day, a shitty month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't just go away. You don't just not have road bumps anymore or not have feelings anymore or not be a human anymore once you reach 
you know, the level of that next level of success. Like it just doesn't. So stop being so hard on yourself and, you know, just say, Oh, I have feelings. I'm a human. Like this is how it is. And then move forward. You know, like that's really the trick that is like right there. The mo the decision to move to the next, like take, to take that next step and to move out of that feeling of this is shitty. I can't do this. All of those things that you keep telling yourself, mm-hmm. it's that decision that tips the scale in your favor. Amen, sister. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Elsa, this is so good. I, I just looked at the clock. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I could talk. I could keep talking, but yeah, we'll probably wrap it up, right? <laughs> and maybe people can keep listening, but, you know, but yeah, that yeah. There, there's a good point right there. If you're listening yeah. and you want to hear more from Elsa and I, screenshot this episode and tag us and tell us that, and we'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Elsa, do you have anything last minute things that you would love to say? No, I just think that everybody has to remember they got into this because they wanted something better. Yeah. And you define what that better is. Yes. Yes. Nobody else does. Nobody else gets to tell you how big to dream. Nobody else gets to tell you, you know, how far you can go. No. You are the only one. You're the one who defines it. Yeah. You define what's more than just fine for you. Yes. Amazing. All right, Elsa, tell everyone where they can find you. Well, they can find me on my Facebook page, More Than Just Fine, and they can find me on my website, or they can always email me at elsa at morethanjustfine.com. I love to talk to you. I'm always open for for a good discussion. Beautiful. And Elsa has a Facebook group, too. What is the name of your Facebook group? Live, Live, Lead, Grow Confidently. Live, lead, grow confidently. Yeah, live, lead, grow confidently. And you can um, ask to join the group and we'll love to have you. Awesome, awesome. All right, Elsa, thank you so much. This was a great conversation. Lots of good nuggets in here for and lots of things that I'm sure people will, will either blow their mind or they'll be like, ooh, that's a new way to think of that. <laughs> that's the goal that, here. And that's exactly what I was just going to say. And that's what we, that's what we shoot for. That's what we shoot for. So thank you again, and um, everyone else, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.